Hi, my happy enders. Welcome to another Happy Endings with Joy Eileen and Emily Rivera. Um, so let's do the sponsors. Uh, we still have sponsors. They haven't quit on us yet. Surprise, surprise. Look at these guys for sticking around. Uh, so we have Dollar Days. Uh, Dollar Days is a huge bulk website where you can get anything from holiday supplies to shampoos, lotions, conditioners, anything like that. It's a really cool website where you will get lost in all of the bulk that they have. Um, and with them, uh, you have Happy Endings 20, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S. Two zero, and you get $20 off your purchase of $200 or more. Or Happy Endings Ship, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-S-H-I-P for a flat shipping fee of $9.95. Uh, next, we have Shoe Dazzle. Shoe Dazzle is awesome. I got my first box. It was amazing. Everybody loves their first box. And if you don't, you probably did it wrong. Um, so Shoe Dazzle, uh, their promo code is Happy Shoes, which is H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-O-E-S. -E and you get $10. All right, the box, your first style is $10. Fuck that whole thing up, but it's really cool. So you go and you take this quiz, and they decide what your style is, and they send you a box monthly. And it has shoes, and you can get other accessories. It's fucking awesome, because who doesn't like boxes? Um, and then there's Happy App, or Handy App. Fuck that up, damn it. Handy App is your one-stop app where if you want to find someone to do your chores, you want you need something built, you need something installed, you need your house cleaned, you need your guest room cleaned, uh, maybe, I don't know, you need your box cleaned. I don't know. Um, but Handy App is amazing, and you can get... You're 30% off your first booking if you use our promo code AFSAVE30, which is A-F-F-S-A-V-E-3-0. Super cool. I don't know why I keep saying super cool. I got to fucking stop that. That's weird. And I'm totally not going to edit any of this out. Um, and then we have Famous Smoke Shop because, like I've said, what's better than having a, after a happy ending is to have a smoke. And these are cigars. They're amazing cigars. Um, you know, just like Clinton sized cigars. Like, you know, like, I fuck, damn it. Uh <laughs> So, Famous Smoke Shop, our promo codes is HOT20, which is H-O-T-2-0, and you get 20% off, or $20 off your order of $145 or more, or HOT10, which you get 10, which is H-O-T-1-0, and you get $10 off your order of $185 or more. Uh, and then last but not least, Blue Apron, you can go to Blue Apron slash dot com slash happy endings which is b l u e a p r o n dot c o m slash h a p p y e n d i n g s and you get 30 percent off your first box and this is fucking cool they go grocery shopping for you they send it in this box it's all um insulated so everything stays cold and it's they send you this like really nice recipe card and you don't have to think about what's for dinner and you can also though go back on their website and pick out of like five different things 
two or three, however many meals you're getting. So even if you have somebody picky and you're like, ah, I don't really feel like that, you can just change it around. And it's super cool. I love Blue Apron. I love getting my Blue Apron box. Like I said, everybody loves a box. And if you don't, you should. So those are our sponsors. Um, this episode we have Bert Kreischer I did his wife Leanne she'll come out next week uh, I actually got to do this episode in the man cave and I cannot wait for it uh, so I hope you guys enjoy hello yay I'm glad see I like helping people I like being able to be useful I've never watched a massage I've never been interesting I've never watched one right neither have I and she recorded one, and I watched it, and I'm all, is that what I look like? I was going, <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, she was just like, what is happening? And she does this a cute, like, little Ready? duck butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does a duck butt. That's adorable. But I was doing um, Maz's butt, and it looks like I am fisting his butt. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, that should not look like that does. My left butt cheek hurts so bad right it now. Does? Why? From I think from running, I ran seven miles last night. Yee, I don't yeah. even want to drive seven miles. <laughs> I got obsessive compulsive after two miles. I went, all right, I'm definitely running five. And then after five, I was like, so just two more miles, and then I can do seven. Do they have for... to pick you up afterwards, or do you do the loop? Uh, what do you mean? No, no, no. I just do... I ran in circles to be honest with you. Okay. Just in the backyard, just round the, yeah. around the pool. <laughs> the dogs are watching. I'm like, what's what's going right. on right now? What's Did you chase the rats like the cat? What's what, happening? What's Dad doing right now? And he was gone forever I, to the point where I thought, I hope he's okay. It got scary at one point, so I was like, it was oh, black. I was listening to the song and they they were using the Halloween, oh, and I was no. like, oh fuck, what if someone decided to kill me? <laughs> I'm going home. And then he ran faster. He's like, ah. And that's why it wasn't eight miles. Right? <laughs> my God, I am so fucking sore. You are. Oh, my Feel God. Like we took our seven-year-old to Fright Fest. Oh. And lasted five minutes. And I he was sure. like, Mom! Yeah. And then he's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And this monster came up behind him. And he goes, don't go home. And Brody's like, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I'm walking home myself. Mom? Oh, my God. Get undressed, get on other sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. So, okay, look at me. I'm doing it before six minutes. I have Bert Kreischer on the table right now. There we go. Yeah, look at me being professional. <laughs> oh. I love you. Uh, <laughs> now, have you ever broken anything? Uh, I fell off a waterfall recent. Not recently, like two. What was it? Three years ago? A uh, little, little longer than that. Yeah. It, yeah. On I, my back. Almost. Almost. On your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also broke his ribs. Got I've broken my ribs a bunch of times. Oh, broken yeah. foot. Yeah, I've broken a bunch of stuff. I've broken my ribs a lot. What was the worst? I got mauled by a bull. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That was for the show, yeah? Yeah, yeah one of my shows. Was the waterfall for the show, too? Mm -hmm. It was one of my shows, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Because it was during work. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad choice of show, maybe. Or it was a bad career. <laughs> I just always got pigeonholed as the guy that would do anything. And I he's guess. scared of his own shadow, which is really funny. Yeah, I got scared on a jog last night. <laughs> <laughs> but in your defense, you were listening to creepy music. It was, uh, it was uh, Run the Jewels. <laughs> You can tell I'm sore, right? Yeah, I can tell you're tight, yeah. Yeah, I've been working out like fucking crazy. We should mention Sober October is going on right now. Mm-hmm. And it gets, this is where it gets ruthless. The end? Yeah, it's like the video Rogan just posted was that he noticed that I went to a spin class, so he's going to go extra hard today to twist the blade. Oh. Basically, I'm not even joking, it's Joe, Ari, and Tom against me. <laughs> Mickey Mouse gene. Uh, last night I had a dream. Yeah, but I but by the way, the Mickey Mouse gene was a fucking joke. But I think they took it serious when I ran the marathon and started doing triathlons and I still was out of shape. <laughs> I had a dream last night that they had gone into my MyZone app on my phone, which is the heart rate monitor we wear, and changed my weight so that I wasn't registering oh. at a different heart rate. And so I literally almost woke up in the middle of the night to check Ari's heart rate on one of Joe's videos to find out if we were all in the green at the same heart rate. Oh my god. I, like, I had dreams about this last night. How many times have you guys done this? This is our second Sober October, our third challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did, Tom and I did a weight loss challenge that was, it was really fun because, you know, Tom and I are both, I think, we're, we, we're both, I don't, I don't know the right way to say it, but like, we both... We're trying to lose weight. We definitely wanted to win, but we were both inspiring each other. And it got competitive, but it never got as competitive as this one's getting, like, hardcore competitive. <laughs> Who's I, the most, like, loser... Not like How do I put this? Like, the one that's competitive. Not like Joe, though, but that'll talk the most shit. Or is it Joe that talks the most shit? Uh, I talk the most shit. <laughs> I definitely talk the most shit. I deserve the three of them competing against me. Because... So then why are you complaining? Well, about shut the it? fuck up, Leanne. I didn't <laughs> interrupt you. You complain if you set it up that way. No, but no, but no, but I, well, part of me is thinking, you know, it's it's, it's like uh, they realize that I do. I part of me loves this because it's great for social media. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's good Insta stories, talking shit. It's like a little bit of how I operate on Instagram, and so uh, and so it's it's fun going back and forth. It's all fun and games, but this was like. Like, Ari's ripped all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Ari was the fucking... Came from out of nowhere. Yeah, but he was skinny to start with. No, but he is now ripped. He's got abs. And he showed them to you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I can attest to how much shit Bert talks because he was shit-talking in the middle of an avails call that I did for the comedy <laughs> store. Oh, how funny is that? <laughs> He's like, hey, do you want any spots this week? And he's like, no, I'm doing Sober October. Tell all of them they can suck my dick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you're creating your own drama. Is what's happening. Well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, but... So but it, then I'm not listening to you complain about it again. You just lost me. <laughs> you, you're on your own there, dude. Hey, you're done. You well, you can't be... That's a whole piece of the puzzle you didn't... I'm not privy to. Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you feel that I'm tensing up? Yeah. Will you stop, Leanne? Your shoulders keep up rising. They're not I'm ganging like... up on me. They're just, it's, Leanne, just stop talking. It's still against me. It's still against me. It is that, like, Joe worked out Ari yesterday to keep put Ari in the lead. Like, and Ari, Ari's, 
I, like I can't really shit on, like initially I shit on it because he's so out of shape that any exercise he does puts him in the yellow and the yellow is where you get the most points uh-huh. so just to be clear for anyone who doesn't know what this is we're all wearing these fitness trackers for every 10 every like 10 percent your heart rate goes up you're in a different fitness zone and it's you know cardiovascular anaerobic aerobic different God, zones he's talking dirty right now like so, all of that <laughs> so they're like like if you're in uh 50% you get 1 point 60% 2 points 70% 3 points 80% 4 points you don't get any points for 90% because that's i think they just it would people kill themselves uh-huh Ari initially we were like god damn it he's in 80% immediately and it's cuz he was so out of shape and initially we, i was like yeah but you're out of shape that's why it doesn't matter being in 80% is still hard as shit and Ari's maintaining it for like two hours. Damn. And so he gets, he's getting like 500 points, 400 points for his workouts. And today I was like, it, like even though I have a harder time getting into the yellow, the yellow is still the yellow. You're fucking exhausted. Uh-huh. Your heart rate's at like 150. And so today I was, I was in the yellow for a while and I was like, I was pissing and moaning about Ari, but then halfway through I was like, it doesn't matter. He's still fucking in the yellow. Like... Everyone's yellow is everyone's yellow. You know, for Ralphie, it was walking up a set of stairs, but it still is yellow, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this, it's, these are always kind of interesting. No, that makes sense. My niece, she's a personal trainer, and she kicks my ass for five. I pay her $5, and she just works me out. I forgot to take my watch off. Sorry. You, okay. you can take it off if it makes I'm it all, easier. No, you're fine, because I'm all lotion-y. Okay. So, yeah, she works me out, and... It's hard. And she's 24, I'm 37, and she's like, come on, let's go flip these tires. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'll walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, yeah. The most insane thing is that you're, in order to stay competitive in this, you're being held to what Joe considers an aggressive <laughs> workout. That's terrifying. And so, and so as hard as you think you work out, you're wrong. You're like, oh, Joe definitely works out harder. So right now, I'm 500 points away from him, which is probably the closest since his elk hunting adventure that I've ever gotten. <laughs> what? He went elk hunting and he wore a strap and he was just registering like 500 points at a time. Damn. Just fucking nonstop. Like he's packing out a thousand pounds of elk. Oh so. my god, a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. It's, what's fun is we all, we all text. But wait, what do you do with a thousand pounds of elk? He cooks it with jalapenos. <laughs> a thousand pounds? Well, I think the elk is a thousand pounds. I'm sure the bones weighed something. I don't think he carried out a thousand. I speak in hyperbole. Land. Well, you can't Jesus carry Christ. a thousand pounds. A man can't carry. Not in a one load. Pounds. You just you just go a hundred pounds, and he's got ten trips out. Who wants to do that? I don't. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I don't Joe. want to do that ever. Well, yeah. Well, then don't. But he. No. But then don't. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, I was actually considering it. So. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go. I I couldn't even. Like, I was watching one guy, and he killed this elk, and then a bear claimed it. And I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Done. Yeah, fuck that. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. That's like when you go to the supermarket around Thanksgiving, and, like, you try and get the last <laughs> cranberry can, and there's this old lady like, eh. I love how you're doing, like, the mom comparison. Yeah. <laughs> the mom comparison is the last cranberry can. <laughs> For Black Friday. Oh, you, oh. you're Canadian. You don't do Black Friday. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Oh, they have black people there. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Friday, though. Yeah. 
Black um, Friday, I have not done. I've done one time in my whole life, and I said I would never do that again. We do it every year. Do you? We take my mother-in-law, my husband's grandma, we take Grammy, uh-huh. and then my sister-in-laws, and we have the time of our lives. Do you? Oh, it's just like a girl's day. Like, we get Starbucks, we talk shit, we just walk around. It's fun. That's so cool. And we take Grammy, and we're like, come on, Grammy, and she just walks around, and oh. Where do you go? Like to a mall? Everywhere. We go to Walmart. We used to go to Kmart, Dick's. We go to the mall, Kohl's, Target. Like, we hit them all. We're out to like 6 in the morning. Is Dick's a strip club? What is Dick's? Yeah, we do that in the middle. (laughs) It's sporting goods. Sporting goods. For Brandy. For Dick's. For Dick's. It's for Dick's. Well, they're just like everyone with a dick. Yeah. Just come this way. Girls too, but you know. know. How awesome is Kohl's? I love Kohl's. Oh my God, I love that store. Hey, Leanne, you should have brought this up during your part of the We weren't talking about this. We weren't talking about this then. Kohl's is the best, and there's not one around here. Jesus Christ. There's one like way up Laurel Canyon. You should force every comment to hang out with his wife. (laughs) I should, You should. That would be really interesting. (laughs) I should. Watch them call them on their bullshit. (laughs) I tried to do um, Tom and Christina, and Christina's like, I don't like talking during my massage. So she's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, duly noted. And then, you know, me with the worst case scenario. Well, she hates me. Yeah, she texts me that all the time. She hates me. (laughs) No, push is just pretty pretty, uh, blunt. Yeah. So how did these challenges first start? Was it just talking shit? Uh, in all honesty, it started very organically with Tom. Um, Tom started fat shaming me. I started a vlog. I got very yeah. bored mm-hmm. uh, doing Travel Channel, and I started a vlog. And it really was, it, I really liked it. And I was oblivious to how anyone received the vlog. And apparently Tom and Push, Christina Bajinski, um thought it was, they they liked it, but they started making fun of it. And one of the segments I did in the vlog was like, I was weighing myself every morning. And Tom at the time was like 280 pounds. And he started fat shaming me because I was like showing up at a Speedo and weighing myself. And I guess that really took off. Unbeknownst to me, I was unaware of it. (laughs) And then the fat shaming went kind of viral. And I think, in all honesty, I think they both actually felt bad about it. And, I, and Tom was like, I'm just going to call it off. I go, no, no, no. You're not going to come out in the front yard like my mom. Like, he has asthma. Stop picking on him. <laughs> so we decided to do that weight loss challenge. I did Ari's podcast. Ari called me fat. We got Tom on the phone, and we did a challenge. Me and Tom versus Ari. And then we both lost weight. We both got out of obesity. And Ari was forced to... And we did weigh-ins on, in, weigh-ins on Joe's podcast. And Joe loved it. He thought it was fun. He liked that we were both getting healthy, and uh, and Ari paid off the bet. Joe paid off the bet too. Joe flew us to San Francisco and bought us courtside tickets to a basketball game, and and then sober October came around, and uh, or uh, we all did a podcast together. They asked how much I drink. I was honest. That was a big mistake. <laughs> and then they we all decided to do sober October together to see if I could do it, and uh, and then we put in the 15 hot yogas and we all just had fun we all had fun hanging out for one month we were going to yoga classes together we were texting non-stop it was a lot of fun it was like you know it was almost like uh this sounds silly but do you remember slumber parties when everyone was going to bed and the lights were out and you were still talking uh-huh. it was like that for a whole month uh-huh. and so uh it came around again they're like let's do it again and i think in that time i definitely had stepped up the shit talking of like <laughs> saying I could run a marathon with no training, 
Uh-huh. It was like a bunch of that shit, and I think that in, that brought in the fitness challenge aspect. Okay. I saw Jesus the day of, I think, after you guys did the marathon. Oh, my God. I'm like, how are you doing? And he's all, Joy, I need a massage. We, <laughs> both, we both gained weight. Jesus Trejo, for those oh, listening, ran the marathon with me. We were on the road a bunch, and he was always going down to the gym running. And he's like, I'm thinking about doing the L.A. Marathon. I said, I'm doing the L.A. Marathon. He was like, oh, let's run it together. And we ran 13 miles of it together. And then uh, my Mickey Mantle gene kicked in, and I took over. That's what he said. He's like, you took off. Yeah. I just, I at a certain point in a race, you just are like, fuck this. Let's get it over with. Okay. <laughs> And you were, like, near my hometown, or the town I live in now, when you did the Cast 8 Marathon. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, he, he could come to the chiropractor right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, like, five minutes away from me. Because Jake is great. My par- my mom and John's mom, my husband's mom, grew up in Cast 8 together. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so my mom is my godmother. Or my mom's. John's godmother and John's mom is my godmother, and now they're our mother-in-laws. How crazy! It's weird. I'm named after my mother-in-law. No way! Yeah, she's Joy Arlene, and I'm Joy Eileen. So it's yeah. Wait, how did that happen? That's a really interesting story. It's uh. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with me, Leanne. Shut up! It's all about you. It is. He's naked. No, that is a really interesting story. <laughs> a really interesting story. How, wait, did you? So did you know John growing up? Uh huh. He was an asshole to me. He's eight years older than I am. He was an asshole. Oh, he was so mean to me because I'm an awkward person and I was a really awkward no. child. Yeah, surprise. So um, yeah, and he would always be like, "Why do you never brush your hair? Why don't you ever wear makeup?" He was just mean. And then I went to Texas with my abusive ex, and then he was married to crazy ex. And then oh I- my god, my feet! <laughs> my feet! I've been running like crazy. My feet are so fucking sore. I figured. Oh, keep going. I apologize. No, you're fine. Please interrupt. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Sometimes people forget people are on the massage table, so every once in a while, a moan helps. Oh my god, my fucking feet! I just sound nasally. <laughs> Your lymphatic system's draining. That's good. That it's means the only I got thing I've learned from this podcast. It'll lift, 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 I can't even see. You it. got it. So um, it's clearing now. I moved back. <laughs> I moved back to California, and then he was going through this crazy divorce and custody battle, and he tried to hit on me, and I was like, eh. it was actually at a family reunion. Lord Almighty, um, because my grandpa was dying of lung cancer and. My grandpa and grandma were best friends with his grandma and grandpa because their daughters were out together. So small town. So small town. Castaic for you. So inbred. But you really grew up in Castaic. No, I grew up in Madera, Fresno. Yeah. And so um, he showed up and he's like, I'm going through this divorce. And he's like, you ran away to Texas. I'm like, I didn't run away. My parents drove me. He's like, yeah, but you dropped out of college. You were supposed to be the smart one. And then I love the way he hits on you. Right. <laughs> it looks like you've gained weight. Your hair I don't like your new haircut. You're still wearing slippers. You're still wearing slippers. <laughs> Why are you not What's that your smell? Did you eat liver? <laughs> Close your legs. Actually open them. But um <laughs> then I went to San Diego with this chick and she was a partier girl and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with my um godparents and they weren't there. 
So I just hung out with John, and I never left. Really? Yeah. And he was going through a divorce, and he it was bad. And I was like, okay, I'm taking over this divorce. We're done with her. And he's like, I know. She's just crazy. And I'm like, let me deal with crazy. And I just, like, took his life over. Wow. He stopped drinking. He stopped smoking. And I was like, I'm going to fix you. <laughs> and then once I got him fixed, he's like, okay, now we need to work on your self-esteem. You're going to write a book because you always talk about it. You're wow. going to do stand-up. So he pushed me. What so. a great partner. You yes. guys are great partners for each other. He's a good guy. That's yes. amazing. So It's yeah. a cool story. I can't tell you how good this feels. Well, that makes me so happy. My feet have been in so much pain, so all I'm doing is running. Well, validation that I'm doing something right. Oh, my God. I think you're doing a lot right. Thank you. Uh, found somebody that seems like a good match for you. I think that's a big struggle. People pick the wrong person oh, and I then are, end up miserable. Instead yes. of saying, you know, this maybe I just picked the wrong person. Maybe mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that person. It's just the wrong person for me. Yes. So cut your losses and start over. But yes. a lot of people aren't brave enough to do that. It's a really hard choice to make. Divorce is de- is terrible. Oh, it's so awful. It's, but it's worth it. It's worth it, it's right? It's so worth it. It is worth it if you're truly with the wrong person. Um, do you ever notice a lot of Hawaiians have flat feet? <laughs> what? Flat Hawaiians have flat feet? Yeah. Probably from flip-flops. It is from flip-flops. <laughs> you think so? I don't know, but I Do wear I flip-flops a lot. I'm barefoot all the time. No, I can't not. tell you how good that felt on my foot. You have oh, no idea. I'm so glad. What have you been doing to take care of yourself while you're doing all the... Not drinking alcohol. <laughs> if I don't drink alcohol, I'm superhuman. <laughs> you look good. You Your muscles feel amazing. That's not in a weird it's under No, it's under a lot of fat, though. No. If I quit drinking, I, I I think I might be. The only problem is I really enjoy it. Like I <laughs> like. That does pose a problem. Oh my god, this fucking kills. My that feels great. Keep doing it, but okay. I can't. Like my, my legs are in so much pain. I don't can't believe how much I needed this massage. See, look at me doing something. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've been drinking a lot of water and I've been sleeping. To be honest with you. Someone said something. My publicist said something. Um, Rachel said... No, I thought you said Rachel. Oh. No. Oh, no, no. Rachel was her name. <laughs> she said, uh, she goes, oh, my cure for life is very simple. It's always been sleep and water. And I went, yeah. And I think I was just about to enter Sober October. And I was like, and I wasn't drinking that week. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to really load up on water. So I, on the road, like this weekend, I just drank a ton. Actually, I drink a ton of Diet Cokes. But, uh... I just slept hard as shit. Well, you have to think alcohol turns into sugar, and sugar, it's a hard, you have a harder time staying and falling asleep. So just cutting out that. I wish there was a way, I, I, I would, I kind of would like to get rid of alcohol the way it's been in my life. Um, but I, see, the problem is I'm a man defined by his reward system. And so it's really hard when I take away my rewards to live life. I get that. Like, I go, well, then what do I get? Well, if there's no treats... <laughs> I'm then, checking out. <laughs> yeah, like, then what's the fucking purpose? Is that, does that make sense, Leanne? Well, Leanne can speak to, to this a lot better when I'm trying to be honest about booze and how I reward myself. And... Well, I think you have a hard time redefining the word treat. I oh, that's yeah. that's the problem, is that you can't shift the treat into something that is healthier. You don't want to do that. A treat to you is a candy bar. Yeah. Um, it's a, a booze is um, 
Keep going. Shopping. Pizza. Shopping. Pizza. It, that, but you are uh, stubbornly sometimes not choosing a healthy treat. Okay. Just so you know, some people's treats cheating on their wives. Yes, that is some of us <laughs> treats, but that's not your treat. No. You don't have that problem. So we can compare and lessen your treat by making other people's treats look worse <laughs> as long as you want, but that doesn't get you to your goal. Yeah. So that's the butt cheek that hurts. Yeah, I can I feel it. You can feel it? Yeah. It's if, like it just all of a sudden seizes up. Yeah, it changes the subject. Ice. Because <laughs> he, he, he wants to be right. Also, um, <laughs> do you have a lacrosse ball? Uh, I have one of those balls. Yeah. Massage ball thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. You lay on it and then you'll roll it around, kind of like what I'm doing with my thumb, and you're going to find that spot that almost takes your breath away. That, <gasps> yeah. And that's where you're going to lean on it. And it'll start burning, and all that is is blood rushing to that area. Really? And that'll help. Also, foam roller. I'm sure Joe Rogan has told you foam roller. Uh, They're fantastically amazing. It's basically this, yeah. but with a roller. Really? Yes. I might go buy one. We need foam rollers to sponsor us. Okay. Just thought of that. Work on it. Good. <laughs> and the lacrosse ball. Oh! Uh, the last massage therapist I went to, I bought one yes. from her because she said, you need this. Yeah. And this is what you do with it. And I was like, I can do that. No, that sounds great. No. And I'd rather buy it was now it, on here. Yeah. Was it you who uh-huh. Jeff Johnson... Oh my God, Jeff Johnson. Yeah, I do comedy with him every once in a while. I'm drooling. Good. Yeah, Jeff Johnson and I did a documentary. That's what I thought. I am the machine. That's what I thought. It was a fucking blast. He's all, hey. <laughs> okay. I'm doing Bert. He's, uh, that was one of the funnest. That was really fucking fun. Good. And then I'm also supposed to talk. My husband works on a Navy ship. Yeah. And what, what does he do on a Navy ship? Okay, so it's a retired <laughs> test ship, right? Leanne's working on a new character called... <laughs> I'm amazed at just about any fact you... Oh, shut you... <laughs> up! I'm a curious human being. Oh, that fuck... Maybe I got any new character. That's too... Maybe you ever want me on Wife of the Party. No. <laughs> no. I'm happy to have you on Wife of the Party. <laughs> but, um... Great. So it's oh. a retired destroyer, and... Uh, can I say this? I'm, we might have to take this part out. Um, so what they do is they put weapons on the ship, weapons, radar systems, anything like that, on the ship and test it and write policy uh, and procedure on it. Uh-huh. And then they go out to sea. Like, he'll leave me every once in a while. I'm like, I'm a single mom. He's only gone for five days. But um, uh, they test it and then they write the policy and procedure and then it goes out to our active fleets. Wow. Yes. So is he military? He's or? civilian. Wow. That's yeah. what a cool job. It's a pretty, it's a manly job. He's got a beard. He's bald. He's sexy. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. But one of the guys he works with does Uber, and he took you to Levity in Oxnard, and I guess you were like, what kind of comedy do you like? And he's like, I don't know. So you tried to help him find what comedy he liked on the Uber drive over. How crazy. Yeah. That's a small world. And then, like I said, you pulled my name out of Kill Tony Bucket. So I was trying to think. I'm like, how how can I drunk? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did he did he take me home from levity or to levity? I think he was taking you to levity. I don't know. I could be wrong on that one. Uh, nope. I no. He took me. Uh, I remember this a lot. Mm-hmm. He took me from levity to the hotel. Okay. And he was driving me home, and I was drunk, and he had never heard of Bill Burr, 
And I was like, wait, you've never heard of Bill Burr? I go, wait, hold on, who do you like? I tried to introduce him to Joe Coy. I think he was, is he Filipino? Yes. I introduced him to Joe Coy. I was like, dude, you got to check out Joe Coy. You'll love Joe Coy. He's like, really? I was like, Joe Coy, Bill Burr, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. That's like a big, broad stroke of like, find your, your lane that you like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had, but I like it. One of the coolest things in the world is introducing someone to a comic that they're going to fall in love with. I completely agree. It's and it's like more, funny. not enough people do that. And I feel like uh, the blessing in my career is that people have introduced people to me and I've, fans have found me that way. And I try to do it all the time with comics. Yes. You know? The Rock just did it with Rogan on Instagram and I was like, how cool. If you like something and it makes you giggle... Why wouldn't you share that with as many people as possible? I agree. I do that with podcasts, books, you know, even anything. Oh, I'm big with podcasts. I like doing that on my podcast, like sharing podcasts I like, Mm -hmm. and then turning on fans to that podcast. I do that with Ian Carmel's podcast, All Fantasy Everything. It's Uh a great podcast. And that's how it should be. Like, help everyone out. Like, I should. Well, I don't even look at it helping it out. It's just like, I I thought it was cool. I think you'll like it. Right. Like, if you enjoy this, you might enjoy this. Yeah. What was your favorite podcast that made you want to start doing a podcast? Um, oh, by the way, keep doing that. That <laughs> fucking butt cheek hurts. I'm telling you, lacrosse ball. Um. It changed your life. My favorite, in all honesty, the podcast, the first podcast that I ever heard that I went, I want to do that, was Ricky Gervais's. Mm. That was such, no one ever really listened to it. It didn't, because it was like a limited run. It wasn't weekly. Mm-hmm. That was mind-blowing how great that was. Honestly, the one that got me to want to do a podcast was Rogan. Yeah. Without a doubt. That podcast is so fucking good. And I used to listen to it when I was doing uh, Travel Channel. I listened to it on the road. Uh, I put it on play, and I just listen. And uh, and I go to sleep to it, and I wake up listening to it, and I'd laugh so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I love, I still love the podcast. At that time, though, it was like discovering something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun. That's how I feel about the Comedy Store podcast. But yeah. I think that's just because Rick Ingram's on it. <laughs> she has a, a comedy crush on Rick Ingram. So hard. Oh, we all have comedy crushes. Who's your comedy crush right now? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> there's no right way to say this. I'll tell you. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you what makes my heart swell, and I, I know that I'm not supposed to say this, but uh, Hannah Hannah Gabsby and Jill Soloway just started dating. Jill mm-hmm. Soloway is the director and writer of Transparent, mm-hmm. and Hannah Gabsby's uh, lesbian comic that did the mm-hmm. Netflix special, yeah. and that makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why, but I just go. Yeah, like be in love. Like that's so fucking. I mean, that I put a huge smile on my face when I heard about that. Now, granted, they're granted they're on a tour trying to figure out how to topple the patriarchy, but which is me. But I just was so happy for them. Um, Sarah's always been a huge crush. Probably my number one crush ever in comedy is uh, Jane Groflo. Mm. I've always had a crush on her, yeah. and I and I just love her. She's just so. The way she does comedy, the way she approaches things, the way she takes, the way that she's not even like doing jokes sometimes, she's just telling you things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Did you have, when, when you were growing up, did you listen to comedy specials and things like that? Or did you discover stand-up later? Uh, I, 
mean, I listen to, like, all the stuff everyone listens to, like Kinnison, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, but I didn't listen, I, I didn't, like, when I first started comedy, there's a comedian, Dimitri Martin, who mm-hmm. w- was, we were good friends, and he introduced me to everything, he's like, you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, you don't know who David Tell is, you don't know who Woody Allen is, like, I knew who Woody Allen was, but I didn't know that he did stand-up, and so that was, like, he was my introduction into, uh, like, hardcore Stand up, and then, but I think that's when I when I started doing stand ups. When I started falling in love with it, mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh my god, there's so many different types of ways to go about this." And you're still in love with it. Oh, hardcore! I I, like, love that. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I love comedy. I love checking out. I watched uh, this dude special on Netflix. This Korean guy. It was in Korean. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole special. <laughs> Just I wanted to see his. T- I want to see if I could find his timing uh-huh. and uh-huh. start enjoying his timing. Did you? Because like it? I don't think and this is gonna sound crazy. This is gonna sound really crazy, and it may even sound disrespectful, and I don't mean it to. But I really don't think you need to speak English to enjoy Sebastian Maniscalco. No, I think you could not know any English and laugh hysterically at him. No, I could see that. I mean, I think with me. I think the second I come out on stage and take my shirt off and start my first joke, I think you could not speak English and giggle. So I watch this Korean guy see if I could... The same would happen. No. Bill Burr, I think you definitely need to know the language, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But just like Brody, Stevens, Brody, Stevens. He's got a new special, right? Yes, he is. But oh. he'll tell you, he'll go, I should have got a laugh on Cadence alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, you shouldn't even know what I'm saying. And on Cadence alone, you should be laughing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Brody's the best. I've seen him... I've seen him at times where I... Me and Ari watched him one night at UCB. Uh-huh. And he was on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. I love watching him in a different room. Like, he's in the main room so much that... And it's mm-hmm. late, and he's the last one on and everything. Yeah. But seeing him in a, in a different room earlier in the lineup with, like, a really awake audience, it's mm-hmm. so Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. a backyard show with him, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. We did um, Hermosa Beach Mary's show. And he was, oh, he was so funny. I've known Brody for almost as long as I've known Dimitri. And he cracks me up because I told him that our son's name is Brody. And he's all, thank you. And I'm like, that's not, okay, I'll let you keep that. How'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that happen? Brody, first joke he ever told that made me laugh was, uh, New movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. New bit, 10 Things I Hate About Me. I have, number 10, I have hair on my cock. Oh my god. Not ha- not on the base, halfway up the shaft. Oh my god. Oh, he makes me laugh so fucking hard. That's awesome, though, that you can still laugh, because I do see, like, some of the comedians, like, at the comedy store a lot, that, you know, you know some people are like, I'm going to go in and watch Blah 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 set, and they're like, I'm done with it. Like, I'm so over it. Well, yeah, but everyone's got their own process. Like, That's true. You know, like, you, you, a lot of people don't watch people because it, it gets... They, it gets caught up in their head. Okay. But that's, and that speaks more to their writing process. My writing process is very organic. Yeah. I know they're my thoughts. Yeah. And if I ever was to step on someone's premise, I'd call myself out on it, and I'd dodge away from it. Uh-huh. But I really enjoy... I really truthfully enjoy... Stand up. I love. I love giggling. I do too. Do you find you gravitate toward 
fellow storytellers, or do you just have like a wide range of comics you listen to? Oh, just a wide range. Yeah. Like I, yeah, like I, I just listened to Mike Vecchione's new special. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an album. God, it's fucking hilarious. Saratiana was just on, uh, mm-hmm. on um, Comedy Central the other night. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. amazing. I love storytellers. Like I love listening to someone tell a story. Um, but I like joke writers. I like it all. I really respect joke writers a lot, or people who their writing is so specific. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like listening to to Rogan or Marin, and and they're so economical with their words sometimes. Yeah, that it oh, it's so amazing to listen to. It really is. I, I'm uh, yeah, I like it all. Well, Marin's your comedy crush. Oh, I have a problem. It's it's a problem. <laughs> And I love listening to you because I also tell a lot of stories, and so yeah. just being able to see people really, really get into the stories about your daughters mm-hmm. or your your life and everything—it's really fun. And, and people try to minimize storytellers, and then and then some comics don't tell stories and say they're storytellers. It's always interesting. I don't know if I'm a, I like. I mean, obviously, I guess I'm known for storytelling, mm-hmm. but like I, I think I just I don't really even know what I do to be honest with you. <laughs> I remember hearing someone say he was a storyteller, and I was like, dude, you write fucking jokes. And then I remember someone, when I was telling stories, someone goes, so you're just telling stories now? Like, almost like diminishing, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just struggling to get laughs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I come up with an idea, and I hope everyone finds it funny. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the process with all of it, though? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. my kids will do something, and I'm like, oh... I hope that translates on stage because that's going to be said. Well, what happens for me is like something will happen and I'll find that really funny. And in order to be able to fucking shoehorn that into my act, I have to turn it into a story. Uh Like Leanne went to Vietnam and Isla one day had the girls pack their lunch and Isla brought a bag of rice to school. That's it. Nothing else. Just a bag of rice. Well, technically she did bring an apple also. Okay, there we go. See, this is how a story works. (laughs) Like I, the, to me, a bag of rice is ten times funnier than a bag of rice and an apple. I think it's funny because rice and apple don't go together. Yeah, but I think most like, people think it's like bringing you know, I don't know, peanut butter and uh, I don't know something that doesn't go with peanut butter. This is why I'm not a joke writer. <laughs> well, yeah, and oh, the yeah. fact that you just took the wind out of my fucking story. Oh, shut up. You'll get it. But I, and so then you got to turn it into a bit. So for me, I find something I find funny, like the bag of rice. And what made me laugh is I was like, she brought a bag of rice to school like she was working on the railroads. <laughs> and so then that's my joke. And then I got to figure out a story to kind of, I got to figure out the story to tell the story. And so Georgia wanted me to fail all weekend. Yes, she did. And so, like, and so you just kind of craft your story around the one thing you find funny. Yeah. 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 Like, I, uh, I grew up in East Coast Canada my nan's from this really small town and we'd sit around and her family had this thing called the liar's bench and it was where the, uh, people would get up and tell stories and everything and because they're all lies they're like this little thing happened and they turn it into something bigger and that was kind well, of a good it. story is yeah a good story is i wouldn't say it's a lie it's just it's just a story it's, it's hyperbolic yeah it's it's been in the yard it's like no one. I remember one guy was like this guy. Uh, I befriended this uh, stock market guy uh, when I first moved to New York, and he goes. Uh, he called me up one night and he goes, "What do you want to do tonight?" 
And I was like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And he goes, I want to get dr- drunk and tell lies. <laughs> and I started giggling. I thought it was what an interesting way to look at telling stories is that you're telling lies. But every, you know, everyone's narrative is their own narrative. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather someone spin a yarn a tad bit than stick to the truth and it not entertain me. I completely yeah. agree. Because it's based in truth. You're just finding the other things that are funny about it. Right? Just like our 12-year-old, he's 7th grade too. He, he texted me, and all the text said is, Mom, I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, oh, whatever happens after this is going to be the greatest thing yeah. ever. It's like mom joy. I was like, oh. And he doesn't tell me until he gets home from school. And he was in the middle of class and stood up to take his sweater off and took his shirt off, too. Oh, God. So he's standing in the middle of the class, and he's like, I looked down, and I was half naked, and I couldn't figure out what happened. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, oh, I was laughing so hard. And he's like, you're going to end up somehow telling that on stage, aren't you? And I'm like, I am, but it'll be better. And he's like, I love you. I don't know. <laughs> Everything that happens until they're 18 is creatively mine. Yeah, right? I'm My like, favorite thing have... in the world is when Leanne goes, you're never going to believe what happened to your daughter. And I'll fucking, I'm always like, all right, hold like, on. Let me get my pen. Let me get my pen. Yeah. Right like you do the happy dance, like, oh, I know. something's going to happen. Oh, my gosh, my boys, they write for me. What are we doing now? All right, let's flip you You over. can't really make some of this up. No. Like, in Bert's latest special in Secret Time, he talks about Isla wiping the deodorant and putting it. She really, I, I was at home and she walked in the kitchen, took the refri- took the deodorant out of the refrigerator, wiped it, wiped it under her nose and put it back in. And I, I called him immediately and went, you will not believe what I just witnessed in this house. I cannot believe that this child did this and why did she do it? And then it turned into this big bit. That's such a great bit. It is. And I love the turnaround at the end. Me too. Sorry, anyone who's not seen the special, you need to go watch it where it's just like, because time traveled to this whole thing. shit. It was so brilliant, but it really came from me observing, watching Isla do that, and then calling him and going, you will not believe what you're for moron daughter just did. I don't even know why this is here. I don't know why it's in the refrigerator. I don't know what she's doing. That's what I love is like, you take all these bits and you kind of plant them and lead them out to pasture and like let them like kind of sit there and grow a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then one day you can fucking, I, I, I call it like, in, in stories I call them saplings. Mm-hmm. Like you'll plant saplings in a story to harvest at the end and that's usually your tag, your punch at the end. Uh-huh. But with all these stories you have all these little saplings planted around in a field. And then one day, I, like I tried to shoehorn that time travel bit into my last special. And it just never worked. And then one day, it I was in Calgary, and it all fucking worked. I had a bit that I literally have been working on for 15 years, worked this weekend. Really? Oh. What bit is it? It's uh, the traffic school. Oh. That has been 15 years, legit. Yeah. There was a, the, the, the joke, the best part of it. So, our te- one, I went to traffic school one time. It was like 15 years ago. And, uh... Our teacher had a, a baby arm. Like, he came in and he had a baby arm. And he goes, who notices anything different about me? And like an idiot, I put my hand up. And, and, I, like, and I realized as soon as it went up, I didn't need to have the answer. Like, no one else put their hand up. And he goes, you, what is it? Now I'm like, I don't know if I can call it a baby arm. I don't, I'm sure that's how he calls it. Like, I think that's disrespectful. I can't raise my hand and then insult the guy. And the funny part of this joke, the funniest part was this black kid behind me. 
leaned up behind me and goes, it's his arm. <laughs> like, because I was waiting so long. So that, but that, but it ended there, right? Uh-huh. And, I, and, and now it just sounds like I'm making fun of someone with a disability. And I didn't, that was never my intention. Right. I don't know how it worked this weekend. Maybe it was because I was sober. Who fucking knows? Oh, that's but I, I did that. I, I, I don't know how I got into the bit, but I started telling the bit. And then this girl in the front row says, what did you say? And then the truth is, I don't remember what the fuck I said. In real life, all I know is I raised my hand. He said, what is it? And I don't know what I said. But she said, what did you say? And in the moment, I was forced to think about it. And I said, one of your arms is humongous. <laughs> and then it took away all the power of being disrespectful. Uh-huh. And the guy laughed. And in the story, the guy laughs. And and so, and then, and then you all of a sudden, you have all this field to write a brand new bit of, out of. Like, you're like... Oh, and then, and then what happened? And then what happened? And uh-huh. then what happened? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yes. And, and then the whole bit now turns into a bit about falling asleep because Leanne can just go to bed. And for me, I uh, my mind spirals out of control. Yeah, yeah. And, and if Leanne can tell you, how many times have I thought I'm getting a baby arm? <laughs> like, no, I'm not even joking. Like, to the point where I, when you were massaging me, I was thinking about it. <laughs> my left arm, for some reason, I think it's from breaking my ribs so much. Is always I've always had pain in it, so. I love the blue toenail polish, by the way. Those are my daughters. I love it. I, you know, when I was pregnant with Caleb, he was a ten-pound baby, so I couldn't see my feet, and I was crying one night. And John's like, "You can paint my toenails to try and make me feel better." So his toenails were blue, and then I went into labor, and he had to go to the hospital with blue toenails. How funny! So, yeah. Right. And forgot all about it until I saw yours. And now I'm going to have to go home and be like, remember when I painted your toad house? Have you ever been rolfed? No. I watched so somebody. painful. I watched it. I've actually thought about taking cut. I'm also, I overextend myself a lot. I think because I'm such a big girl, I have a bigger plate to fill. <laughs> so um, I do a lot. And then, like, we were at magic mountain and there was a hypnotist and we were walking out and john's like put your phone down i'm like why and he's all because i have a feeling you're looking up hypnotist schools and i was so he's like you gotta stop you're doing too much yeah so i was actually thinking about taking a rolfing class and a reiki class rolfing's fucking next level i did that on my feet when i had plantar fasciitis and there was a there was a piece of paper on the ceiling that said, "Pain is your friend. Go to the light." And uh, and, it, and no. at one point, yeah, <laughs> and at one at one point, he said, "You can scream," and I yelled the entire Rolf. I've done that. Like we had, do a lot of the sheriff cadets in the academy, and they get shin splints, mm. and really? I have to push the shin splints out of it. And yeah, they you're like. <gasps> It's okay. It's okay. You can cuss me out if you want. Yeah. It feels better later, though. It does. Yeah, it makes it. How do you push the fast. shin splits out? Is that just you fascia? Just, yeah, you just go up the shin and just as hard as you can with your thumb. It's not nice. Breaks it up, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, because all the fascia is, it just sticks together. It's like when you put spaghetti in boiling water and you don't stir it. Yeah. That's exactly what your muscle fibers look like. Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. a good visual. Because, yeah. It's so funny. This massage has been more intense than any other massage. And I've gotten intense massages, but I think it's because my body is so sore. Your body is tight. It is? Yeah. And I had spin class this morning, and I have to go for a six-mile run today. And 
sucks being Mickey Mantle. Water, water, water. Mm -hmm. So hard. I know, I was just thinking I need to get some water too. Always water after massage, right? Yes. It just flushes oh, I water everything. before the massage. Damn it. So I have to pee right now. <laughs> That's why I pee before. <laughs> every time I get a massage, if I don't pee, like, right before I get on the table, I am peeing by the time I flip over. <laughs> That's how it is with pregnant ladies. They crack yeah. me up, too. They're like, I, I have to go. Like, no, go. you can't help it. Nope. Especially as you get older. It's what the, all the... Horror stories you hear are true. I can't horror pee stories. at all. Well, horror they're stories. horror stories of women peeing their pants and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've never peed my pants, but I can't hold. I gotta go to the bathroom. Only time I peed my pants when I was older was when I was 19 and flipped a car. <gasps> I didn't know I peed it until the cute EMT was like, do you want to change your shorts? I was like, damn it. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't know if I've peed my pants as an adult. Yeah. I have? Yeah, the elevator. One time we made you laugh so hard the elevator you peed your pants. Oh, <laughs> I sort of remember that now. Yeah. You did that to my daughter one time. You did. Oh. I was such a bad mom. <laughs> made her laugh so hard she peed herself. We, uh, for her birthday, she wanted to go see Jim Gaffigan. And he, oh, was, really? he actually came to our town. So we took her and we left the big antro. And we were going home, and she's like, I have to pee. And then I was like, I'm going to make her pee her pants. And I just started telling her stories and jokes and stuff until she peed in the middle of the street. Oh, my God. But it's Canada, so they're used to that, right? Yeah. Oh, Isn't that just what you guys do? <laughs> That's funny. What if I should get frozen today? Ha okay, have you done that? Yeah, Well, obviously, that was a dumb question. Do you like it? I do. Because I've been thinking about it, because I... Obviously, I'm doing extra massages now because I massage for the podcast and the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And my shoulders and hands have been killing me lately. Um, I, th I think it's awesome. I did it after I ran the marathon. And it was, uh, it, I think it really helped me bounce back. I agree. I, I mean, it makes, like, scientifically, it makes so much sense. Someone, I just talked to a guy named Justin Wren, who, um, he believes more in like a uh, cold immersion as opposed to that mm -hmm. but it works for me i mean I, I don't know if it's psychosomatic i don't know how the healing would have been anyway but I, I had one day where i ran when we were doing this challenge i ran 20 miles and uh and I we just, all just made gross faces <laughs> <laughs> and i went i went in the, that next morning and got frozen and felt fucking great that day it makes sense i mean because it you know, all the blood leaves your extremities because it thinks it's freezing. And those are the first things that go when you have hypothermia is your fingers and then your limbs. And then when it rushes back into your limbs, it's filtered, right? I don't know. I don't know how it works. It makes perfect, well, I don't know. Oh, that's what that does? Yeah. That's really interesting because, you know, our dogs had like five surgeries uh -huh. on her knees. Uh huh. And they would basically take her blood out during the surgery this was an additional procedure mm -hmm. that they offered and they would filter it and put it back in her knee mm -hmm. like immediately as soon as they're closing her up they somehow would flush her knee with this filtered blood uh -huh. and it apparently they said it made it made the healing process exponentially faster yeah because it's all oxygenated i mean that's yeah. what like all the bikers and stuff do they take their blood out and then it's called I know, it's not bloodletting that's leeches but it's called something where, yeah, you blood... Oxygenated you yeah. or something, yeah. They yeah. did that to her dog. Huh. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't know that 